From coast to coast and around the world, this is Kaleidoscope, America's most exciting radio magazine. Stay tuned for more. You are with Michael. This is Facts and Figures City Watch on the air, or FFC, for the rest of you out there. We have an interesting show for you. We're first up with Stephen Rochelle of 1080 Financial, who's going to give us an idea as to what the financial climate is going to be in this 2017. Then we're going to be followed up by, of course, our own Wanda Julian Johnson of Contessa's Courts Corner, and she's going to give us an idea as to what the fashion scene is going to look like this season. So we have an interesting show, as I said before, and we're going to get that to you right after this. Another great place to use Visa. They say that on the Champs-Élysées in Paris, the brioches are so delicate and the pain au chocolat so delicious, you'd almost think you were at Pike Place Market in Seattle, where you'll find Le Panier, one of the finest French bakeries around. But if you want a taste of Le Panier's world-class casse-croûte, Bring a discerning palate and your Visa card. Because at Le Panier, they take baking to an art, but they don't take American Express. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. Hello, we are back, and we are with Stephen Rochal of 1080 Financial Group. Thank you so much for being with us today, Stephen. Thanks for having me, Michael. I wanted to talk about the economy. A lot of people are talking about what the changes might be, if any. Uh, especially in light of the new presidency and the new administration coming in. How do you feel that's going to uh, going to tip the economy uh, in the next maybe year or so? Yeah, definitely. There's clearly uh, concerns uh, on all sides of the market. At the end of the day, let's just remember that nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows what direction the market's going to go. We all have our opinions and uh, you know, I'm going to be sharing my opinion today and, and some education and facts to back it up. But, you know, when we think about what could happen, you know, let's rewind a little bit back to when the election just went uh, just went down in November. Everybody said that if the outcome that did happen, right, if Trump were to, you know, win that election, that the market was supposed to crash. If we recall that day, uh, that is not what happened. Uh, you know, the futures market was a little crazy overnight, but... You know, since then, that the market, being the, the stock market, the S&P 500, um, has rallied. And it's mid-sized and small-sized companies here in the U.S. that have done even better. So obviously that surprised everybody. As we look forward into 2017, we need to, be, we need to come to terms with risk, most importantly, as an, and any individual investor needs to ask themselves, how much risk am I willing to take? Because what I can tell you is we are in a situation going forward where there is now more risk. We've increased political and geopolitical risk. 
Um, obviously, with the changes in interest rates, we've now increased the interest rate risk. And what we need to ask ourselves as an investor, again, is how much risk am I willing to take? So here's the three scenarios, right, Michael? We've got, if, if everything just stays constant, let's just call it slow domestic growth like we've seen in the previous years. Our expectation is that you'll see a slight pullback on the stock market because it's run up a little bit too quick. So that'll probably pull back, and then we'll see tepid growth in stocks for the, the rest of the year. Bond prices, however, would likely bounce back because if, um, you know, because if the, I'm sorry, if the, if, if the stock market's not doing as well, bonds will probably fare better uh, because the Fed will most likely not be raising rates any sooner. So that situation of slow growth is okay for stocks, but it's good for bonds. Now, they're talking about the Fed raising rates at least twice, they're saying within the first uh, six months. Isn't that going to have uh, a bearing on, on what's going to be happening uh, with regard to, to stocks, especially bonds, I think, yes? It definitely could. We have to keep in mind when interest rates go up, so when the Fed increases the interest rates, you know, that's great for bond yields, but it's not good for people that already hold bonds because bond prices go down. And that's exactly what we've seen happening uh, since the election results came in. Um, again, we feel that there was a little bit too steep of a drop in the bond prices, just like there was too steep of a, an increase in market performance in stocks. So let's go to the positive situation for 2017. Let's assume that the economy here domestically is strong. Uh, some of what the administration is talking about with reducing regulation, um, helping small and medium-sized businesses grow, manufacturing revival in the United States, right? If that does happen and the economy here domestically responds positively, you probably will see the Fed tighten sooner rather than later. It could be two or three times this year. Our expectation, honestly, we feel the Fed will tighten one to two times this year. Let's face it, they said in previous years, in uh, 2015 and 2016, they were supposed to tighten multiple times. In both cases, they tightened one time, both at the end of the year in December. Um, but if everything goes well in 2017, we would expect to see domestic stocks, uh, you know, continue to ramp up and rally, specifically small and mid-sized companies, because they get most of their revenue here in the U.S. Large cap stocks will also do pretty well, we would think, um, but because a lot of their money is coming from overseas, they, they generate revenue overseas, they're much more susceptible to, to um, the changes and fluctuations in currencies. They've got a little bit of a tougher path to navigate, but they'll still do well. But in this positive, strong economic situation, you expect to see bonds not fare as well. Because, again, if, if the Fed's going to tighten rates and they're going to increase those rates, bonds are not going to perform well. So primarily we're talking about a move, at least if I understand you correctly, into equities. Are we talking that, especially with regard to small business owners and people who are working with folks with pensions and, and employee retirement plans, things like that? Yeah, I mean, ultimately in your pension or your 401k plan uh, through work, you, you probably have access to all sorts of investments, whether it's international, domestic, large cap, small cap. Um, but yes, uh, that would be affected because, again, we're saying if, if the economy here domestically does very positive in 2017, we would expect to see the U.S. companies, so in particular smaller and mid-sized companies, perform very well, and the larger size, you know, S&P 500 type companies, probably lag a little bit, not, not do as well as their, their smaller peers. 
Um, you know, the third situation that we need to address and be realistic about is, well, okay, what if what if things are negative? You know, what if some of these big concerns do come true? What, right? The, the, we've heard things about potential trade wars or you know domestic policy failures or what have you. Um, if that happens, we do expect to see the stock market retreat. And under this scenario, bonds will likely fare well because investors, like they have for many years now, will continue to seek stability. The Fed, most likely, if the domestic economy is not doing well, the Fed is not going to be likely to raise rates, especially not you know three or four times. Maybe we'll see a single rate rise in that situation. And most likely, we would expect bonds in that environment to do very well. Uh, put it this way, right? The Fed just raised interest rates by 0.25%, a quarter of a percent. But then when you look at mortgages, credit cards, anything that's sort of an adjustable rate, you've probably noticed that over the past month or two, some of those rates have increased by over 1%. Um, so we have to realize the Fed increasing rates by 0.25 doesn't mean that your other rates are going to increase by exactly 0.25. The fact that it increased by more is the market telling you what it thinks the forward-looking expectation is. So if we do not hit those expectations, you need to expect those numbers to move. Mm -hmm. So basically, bottom line, we're talking, if you're a small business owner, you're looking at the status to remain constant. If things start to get jumpy, then you should start to look to maybe uh, moving heavily into equity and hoping for the best. Am I am I on target here? Yeah, uh, but again, though, Michael, it comes back down to risk. I'd, I'd put it like this: if you're a, a if you are comfortable with taking risks with your investments, and I would acknowledge that you know a lot of entrepreneurs like myself, a lot of business owners, you know, we take a lot of risk in, in being a small business owner in the first place. So we tend to be more comfortable with risk. That said, if you're comfortable with risk, I think we're entering a period of time where there is some real opportunity, right? Again, if the, if the economy really does take off and, you know, what the administration says they're going to do, they're going to revive growth, they're going to get our GDP up, if they really can deliver on those promises, you stand to do pretty well if you're a more aggressive equity investor. Uh, but conversely, if, if, the, if the economy falters and, we, you know, the administration does not deliver, um, expect the Fed to not make as much of a move to their, their rate increases and expect equities to not perform well, and bonds will probably come back. I mean, those are, those are the, the two real directions we think things could go. Our, our real opinion is we feel that things will sort of slow down a little bit. We think that we will see positive growth, um, and we actually think that the rate increases will not come as fast as we think. All right. Well, Steve Michelle of 1080 Financial, we thank you so much for being with us on the program. And we will be back with Wanda Julian Johnson of Contessa's Courts Corner right after this. Hello, we are back, of course, with Wanda Julian Johnson of Contessa's Courts Corner. How are you, Wanda? I am super great. How are you? Good, good. Tell me a little bit about what the fashion situation is going to look like. The last time I think we talked about 
uh, fall, winter. So I guess now we're talking what winter, spring? Yes. Um, actually, uh, winter changes so much up here in the north that I thought I would talk about all the awesome things you could wear in winter that you probably couldn't wear in fall. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, the hot colors are bubblegum pink, which is my favorite color. Uh, blush rose, magenta, so lots of pink. Red and purple are what are the in colors for winter, and I'm super excited because guess what? What's that? <laughs> your your what? They're my favorite colors. Oh, all, all your favorite colors. colors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now is it? Is this what guys are going to be wearing too? Are they going to be wearing the the uh, the purples and the pinks and things like that? I love a guy in purple and pink. I, in fact, when I take my when I took my brother shopping, we got him some really fancy shirts. I picked out a lilac purple and a pink. I like the baby pink, and I picked the ties for them and everything. So he loves it when we go shopping because I think about really, really nice stuff. Uh, is, is this going to require any courage on the guy's part or not? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, his favorite color is pink. So he, he, hot pink, so he has no problem wearing pink. He wears pink all the time. Okay. So are we talking uh, uh, cuts and things? Are we talking conservative cuts? Are we talking... More flamboyant. What are we going to be looking at? Um, for the for clothing, um, extra long sleeves, leggings, which I love leggings all year round except for you know summer. But um, leggings, and especially like I love pattern leggings. Leggings are the best. E jackets are really in puffer coats. I love puffer coats. They're so cute. <laughs> and um, another trend, which I've done for years. Uh, is where you wear like a turtleneck or a long sleeve shirt or a t-shirt under a, a dress or a shorter sleeve top, things like that. I, I do that all the time because I love a lot of my uh, summer clothes or you know, spring clothes that I can't wear in the winter normally without something under it or mm. a jacket over it. So I've, I've been doing that for years. And I love it. Okay. Uh, and platform boots are really in. see that they seem to keep that no matter what right <laughs> it's very popular i think it's just because it's such a pretty pattern so if you you can buy one piece of a leopard print and pair it with different things like a really nice top i'll have a leopard print purse um i just i think it's really really pretty outstanding and then velvet is very in and i love velvet for winter um the biggest most
and the rest of you believe in yourselves and we will see you all next time